citizens of the verse. Today is November 17th, 2950, and welcome to another episode of Readcast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my oft-bug-ridden co-host, Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, everyone. We've got a great show for you tonight, uh, so close your hidden compartment, strap into your pilot's seat, and run that blockade. Tonight, we have a returning guest. He's the man with the plan, the always sunny Seagard Olsen. <laughs> How are Welcome, you? Welcome, Seagard. Glad to be back. Thanks. It's great to have you back. Yeah. Um, so for those of... Those of our listeners who maybe didn't hear some of the earlier episodes of the podcast, why don't you remind them, you know, uh, you know, a little bit, tell them a little bit more about yourself and uh, what your favorite thing to do in the game is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely, a, um, I've been with the game since uh, late, eh, about early 2013, um, spent way too much money, got a bunch of ships. Um, I'm definitely, a, a, I love the game. I think my favorite thing ultimately will be transporting and selling, but uh, mining, salvage, any of the industrial type um, activities. So that's how my ships mm-hmm. are set up. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so, you know, as we, we like to talk about in the beginning of the episode, what has everyone been up to in the verse this past week? Seaguard, kick us off. Yeah, that, not not too much this week, but I've been, uh, lately it's been, I got let my funds get down pretty low and, uh, gave a few away to help some of our other org mates and then, uh, decided to move my funds back up. So I've been working on getting my funds back up, but, uh, as usual, I'm using the, uh, low risk, smaller ships, um, and the mm-hmm. prospectors and doing less of the, the hauling. Uh, if I do mm-hmm. haul, it'll be, Laronite with let's say a uh, Aurora, you know, Aurora MR or a Mustang Beta or maybe a Freelancer or something like that to to mitigate okay, the uh, risk of damage for losing a ship. Awesome. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people in the org doing that these days, uh, trying to reinvest their funds. What about you, Chekhov? Um, not uh, not too much. Just. Uh... Did a, a little, uh, you know, trying to get the rock mining down, you know, to perfection, if if, if such a thing possible, uh, <laughs> with a huge degree of frustration, because just yesterday, and uh, I, I can't even wait to save this for the bug of the week, because I'm so frustrated, you know, I decided <laughs> to actually, for the first time, you know, crack, you know, two sets you know, not just one, say, okay, well, how much can I really haul in a rock and what is it going to yield? Well, so mm-hmm. I did that and I'm up almost up to 50%. And you know how difficult it is to pick up the rocks, right? You know, when you vacuum them. So I had mm-hmm. a few rocks left on the ground. Figure, you know what? Let me get out. I'll just walk around, pick them up. And it was nice. I was on, on Walla, and Walla is really pretty. It's got those little emerald gems on the ground. So I'm walking around, mm-hmm. picking up rocks. And I turn around, and poof, rock is not there. Yeah. So despawns are real. Yeah. I haven't experienced the despawn, though. A lot I, of I haven't have. had one, period. This is the first time. And. And of course, it happens when I had a pretty decent load. 
to sell. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. They're it's... much less. They're much less common for me. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I uh, haven't had it happen once. Yeah. Um. So I've been mostly in the PTU, although I did. Um. We had another org event this weekend. It was just pretty basic org event, but it, I joined uh, kind of at the tail end of it. Um, Chekhov, you were you were part yeah, of that, Yeah, that right? was actually a lot of fun because we we haven't done sort of ground vehicles in a while, and I haven't personally, and so it happens to be that same uh, week where we did uh, we did a little ice racing. Uh, before the event on um, Microtech with like four cyclones, that was great. It was just like all out, you know, nose to nose racing. And then the event, we took out the cyclones, but it went to Lyria. Oh my God, that was really challenging because that just like going through the terrain and trying to, uh, you know, stay as a group, you know. And we 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 had to navigate. We we purposely sort of uh, landed about the thirteen clicks. So or even more, maybe it was more like 20 clicks mm -hmm. away from our destination point and had to just navigate with the ground vehicles in a formation sort of style and just get there. So that was this was really cool. Yeah, a lot I of mean, fun. I, I swooped in with my ship and sort of like helped navigate for you guys because you kept losing the destination. Yeah, um, yeah. And just joined in with all-around fun. Um, though I didn't do much, but I have been mostly in the PTU. It feels pretty stable, I have to say. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm mean, so, I was thinking PU. I'm what, sorry. What What is you in the PTU? Are you? So uh, that's uh, that's what I was just about to talk about. Um, what's been going on in the verse? Uh, the, we still have three eleven dot one in PTU. A lot of it's been testing the IAE location. Uh, but finally, finally, the Star Runner yeah. is in. <laughs> and I think it's in for everyone now as of today's release. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Which has been kind of controversial. People have been very up in arms about streamers and Evocati getting it first. I personally feel as though it makes sense. And as impatient as I can be, it doesn't tend to bother me too much, but for some people it gets really annoying, particularly for the streamers, um, because there are people who actually own the ship who don't get it, and then the streamers are getting it so that they can show it off, and they feel like it's a marketing ploy. Um, I think it's a nugget from, I mean, it's partially a marketing ploy, but I also think it's a nugget from um, CIG to the streamers who've been really, um, you know, huge in helping uh, CIG grow as big as it has. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not have a problem with that. I mean, I think that, uh, and I'm I'm supposed to get one. Uh, mm -hmm. but, yeah, they, the streamers do provide a lot of value, um, and I I I think they're valuable. I think I you know, yeah, I think they are valuable. Um, so well, I'm they a, create so much buzz for the game. They do absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. If if not for them, I probably would have never joined. Because typically, you know, I'm sure like other people, you know, watch a lot of YouTube. Really say, okay, do I really want to? It's not. It's not so much financial commitments. Time commitments. Says, oh, this looks really cool. So, yeah, I, I I don't. I mean, again, I'm the last one to say because I certainly I don't own that ship. So, yeah. uh, but 
Yeah, I don't see why, you know, a, a week would matter that much. Yeah, I have a good guess that... Seagar, do you own the Star Runner? Yeah, I do. I do. Own yeah, it's a great ship. Have you have you been on the PTU at all? I have not. I have not. It is clearly um, the product of experience. Like, I think we say this every time now a new ship is launched. Um, but they really did a, an amazing job on the Star Runner. And I would even say they did an amazing job with it in the sense that like even the lighting is like perfect. And actually I'm in the PTU right now and I'm noticing, I feel like I feel like the lighting in the new Babbage Habs has gotten better. Really? Yeah. But the cool thing, um, have you watched any videos uh, yeah. about the ship? Yeah, I absolutely have. Absolutely have. I mean, they finally have the lighting pass. Uh, not lighting path, but like the actual lighting buttons in the ship for each room, um, which is really cool. Oh, that was cool. I like the locking doors. Yeah, the locking and also the ability to turn on and off the actual um, the actual like door sensor, so that you can uh, choose whether or not you have to manually do it, yeah. um, or if you um, you know if it'll just open upon walking near it. Um, but it's a it's a great ship, really great layout. Kind of, I, I'm excited for other Crusader ships because I think I think it's in the top three for me in ter- in terms of the actual aesthetic of the ships. So it'll be great to see um, what else they come out with. I'm really excited for the. Um, why can't I think of the the larger ship, the uh, Hercules, the Star Lifter? Star yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. Hercules Starlifter, yep. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, that now, is also first in the game, right? In the, on that ship, what, which is there uh, is the a, hidden, the, go ahead. Oh, the hidden compartment. Well, yeah, the hidden compartments, the the the, the vent system, but there's a playable. Chessboard. Oh, the chessboard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, it is a good looking new... ship. It is a good looking ship. Now, my one pet peeve with the chessboard is that it feels so far away from the chair. Oh, okay. That's my only pet peeve. But the but, yeah. I mean... everything works. Mm-hmm. Everything. Oh, but can you play against an NPC? See, that would be kind of cool. All right, Chekhov. Let's not get ahead of ourselves too All much. Right. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, I, last... I think it's an oh. interesting match with the uh, Constellation. I Originally, I thought, you know, they kind of fill the same space, and they do in a way. Um, but, you know... Yeah, a lot snub- of people are saying the Connie's dead now. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, because the Connie definitely has the stub fighter... And, you know, a ground vehicle it comes with and the same cargo. So um, my curiosity is, what would the Connie be like to, if they made it today? Well, that's that is exactly that is part of what I was thinking. The other thing is that the Connie is fantastic in the in in hovering. Right. It, it has those mm-hmm. electric fans or grab fields, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And it, it hovers fantastic. I love flying. Yeah. Now. 
So I don't know how, how have you been able to fly the um, Mercury Star Runner? Yeah. See how it hovers yeah. and. It's, um, it flies well. It's hard for me to get used to it because I fly my Carrick so much. Gotcha. So the nose is really easy to like move. Okay. But it's pretty nimble. Um, we were just saying right before this though, it is a, as of right now, a fuel hog. Yeah, but I think that um, may be a mistake, right? That's. I mean, possible. if it's not a mistake, I would be surprised because it, as soon as you, just from like, um, if I recall correctly, the other day when I was playing, to get from the spaceport to, um, to like space, it was like seventy nine percent hydrogen usage. I mean, seventy nine percent. It was down to seventy nine percent. Sorry. Uh, and they're saying it, it definitely was that an NPC? Someone? Oh no, sorry. Someone just came out of the elevator I was getting into, which always startles me. Um, now this week is pretty exciting. We have the um, the IAE, the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo, right. um, starts on Friday this week. Super exciting. What do you think? Are you, what are you most excited about, Seaguard? Um, uh, definitely if, if the refining ship is, is coming, that would be awesome. Um, I also think my hunches we're going to have an, maybe a vision or a, a sighting of the, um, the other two crusader, the heavy fighter with the big guns on them. Yeah. Um, they've been around for a while talking about that. But haven't the Aries. That. Yeah. Um, I, and for some reason, I have a feeling that we're going to see um, a revised Connie in the form of a Taurus. Uh, I Nick mentioned that the other day, and I, I thought, you know, that's a good point. I think that's a good chance. Maybe not a maybe at the IAE or maybe three twelve. Although I'd be shocked. They might as well build the buzz now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, other than that, I you know I'd like to see a goodie bag again. I thought the goodie bag was really good. Last time, um, for the uh, yeah, the armor he had the armor and you had some other things come out of it, which I thought was that great. was from Citizen Con, though. Yeah, but it was you know, it was the last big thing they did this year, uh, before yeah. this one, right? Um, yeah, um, but, I don't know. Are we gonna see the are we gonna see the um, two new alien uh, shrike with a shrike and the you think we'll see those? Hmm, I mean. They're pretty far along on the exterior models, so who knows? They might show it in game. It's funny because remember uh, a few years ago, they actually showed. Hmm, this is new. Sorry, I just noticed something really interesting on the the Star Runner that I've never seen before. Um, remember a few years ago when they did it in Loreville the first time, they actually had the Idris parked in the hangar, but you couldn't get inside. Right. And then they didn't do it last year or the year before. And it was kind of disappointing that they didn't do it. Um, so I wonder if they'll put the external um, models up if they don't have the, uh, you know, internals. But right. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. What about you, Chekhov? What are you most excited for? 
Uh, we've, I know we've no, talked about it, but I'm going to repeat it. I know. <laughs> well, no, no Matt, uh, definitely all the, the fighters that's going to be, I really want to check all them out. Well, uh, I think the uh, Mercury's the star runner is going to be flyable, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they should, the, the new patch should be out um, by then. Oh, I'm walking of my own volition, by the way. Backwards, no less. <laughs> yeah, that would that, definitely, a star runner is definitely uh the one uh sp speaking of which uh cargo wise how does it stack up against the uh, carrick uh, against the carrick it's not yeah. anywhere near as big as the carrick but it's no. it's bigger than the um freelancer yeah right it's 96 i think right it's 90 plus six extra okay so uh, yeah the six is the the secret storage yeah wow i can't stop moving why can't I stop moving backwards? Um, Caffeine? I don't know what it is. I've never, I've encountered this before, but I've never encountered it to this degree. Uh, uh, by the way, I heard, I heard it does fit like three rocks. And... Yeah, it fits three rocks kind of tightly. Oh, I figured it out. Well, would you look at that? Um, I'm kind of excited for, I actually looked at the space from the, um, from the PTU. It is a beautiful expo space. And for some reason, I don't know why that excites me so much, but it does. I, always I think like because, that. I think because it's just like, just shows what they can do kind of quickly. Yeah. I mean, who knows? They might've been doing it for a while, but, um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for, you know, they've been teasing potentially Xeno threat and stuff like that. So who knows if we get to see any of that fun stuff, but, uh, yeah, it should be good. Um, so th this week we also got, uh, a really pretty good inside star citizen again. Um, you know, I think they, to me, this was probably one of my favorite ones, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they showed us the future of refinery refinery gameplay. Unlike the, the um, new cargo decks, refining will actually have gameplay associated with it. So that's phenomenal. Because, you know, it looks like it's going to change the nature of mining altogether. Well, that's exactly what got me excited because it's like I like uh, mining, well, like cargo hauling, and this is kind of, you know, brings them together and puts a whole new twist in it. It almost gives you a taste of a dynamic economy a little bit, the way yeah. they find it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and my, uh, what, what, it, where it gets me wondering is sort of, I'm starting to think now the reason the cargo decks went first is because maybe not in 312, but pretty soon after I have a feeling we're going to get the ability to actually um, transfer cargo over to other people. And I think that's what the cargo decks are going to help facilitate. Well, I would definitely like to see docking and cargo transfer demonstrated. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, I, I mean, th that's going to be amazing. Um, the 
uh, weapon zeroing was cool too. Um, not as exciting for me because, you know, I'm not a combat person. Uh, but it looked like there were three different types of scopes for zeroing. There was the manual, you preset it, and it sort of goes to whatever range you're expecting. Uh, so they said, you know, that's for when you kind of know what the battleground is going to be and you you know about what distance it's going to be. Then there was the same thing, but it also assisted you with the range that you were looking at. So it gave you an actual range estimate so you can change what the zeroing is. And then there was an auto um, range finder. Yeah. Right. Well, we were just Which, talking about it. It would be really cool if they brought some like a mission play around that because... I mean, they're just weapons. Like, what do you do with them? You know, shoot each other? Yeah. Well, I mean, my guess is that's a feature coming so soon because of, um, I feel like, changes to bounty hunting. Um, You know, it's also sort of like, to bring up sort of a similar point, if you think about it, um, you know, everyone, there are some people who are like, Oh, why did they include this silly um, this subscriber perk that's like a nerf gun? Yeah. And um, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Super Mac Brother or maybe it was Board Gamer. Um, but they were I think they're absolutely correct in saying this isn't just about testing. This isn't about playing with a gun. It's about testing non-lethal weapons in armistice zones because it's the first gun that you can pull out in an armistice zone and so if you if you bring that to a further conclusion we've been seeing that taser and things like that i mean clearly what they're gearing up for is better bounty hunter gameplay which i think is going to be fleshed out early next year makes sense so that should be exciting too, yeah, even sure. though I'm not a bounty hunter. <laughs> no, but um, I would take some like uh, ground FPS missions, you know, with vehicles, yeah. sniper rifles. I would enjoy that. If I ever created an alt character, they would be a bounty hunter. It'd be the opposite of my character uh-huh. in Reed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, then we got an. A Star Citizen Live that is the exact type of Star Citizen Live I'm not a fan of. And I know, Chekhov, you didn't absolutely love it either. Oh. It was one of the game devs, and they actually created a prop um, that was essentially mirroring uh, something that Jared did for um, Inside Star Citizen a few weeks ago when he was um, Count Disco, which was yeah. a, be- a beach ball that looks like pico so they they made an in-game version of that the one cool thing i would say is they are randomly placing it somewhere in the verse for us to find (laughs) so we'll go look for it that gives you something we that could be an org event right there the hunt for pico yeah they'll probably create some sort of thing about it um but also had the election results by the way oh yeah we we talked about that a, uh, a week ago yeah yeah, Addison won. She was my choice. 
Did you vote for Addison? Oh, do you do mean in game, right? Yeah, yeah. In game. Because <laughs> <In game. laughs> over the weekend, no. Yeah, not no, even over no. this weekend either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, no I, that was what I was talking about. Yeah, I voted for one of the others. And, uh, and uh, but I know, I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. It should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, to see how that shapes the game. Yeah. I wonder how far they've, I wonder how far they've gotten in terms of fleshing out like, well, what are, I, I feel like they probably fleshed out some macro things about it. Right. What'll happen. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the star citizen live game dev, that was a little lame. Um, where, where, oh, well, they, they're not always great, but when they it's are, gotta, it's gotta be hard. It's got to be hard yeah. to come up with topics. I mean, not everything can be laser beams and well, and and uh, let's face it, there fuel. are some there are some people who that does interest because some people yeah. like to see how the donuts are made. I just want to see how the donuts are made that actually relate to like something that's going to make a change for me that I'm going to care about. But you know, I'm biased. Right, I'm, um, I'm with you. I yeah. was not too much into the Wilson, the whole Wilson experience. Yeah, I mean, whatever, it's cool. Um, and they did say it wouldn't be a subscriber flare, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I might be crossing my wires with something else. Um, I think more interesting that happened last week that I'm super excited about is more additions to 3.12. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did any of you notice those? I did not. Cause I was, uh, well, I saw the, something mentioned, but I didn't mi- mining and refining was a big surprise for me. I don't know about that. Was that a, was that on a map? That wasn't right. Yeah. That was supposed to be in three eleven. <laughs> oh, okay. The maybe refining was, was supposed to be in three eleven. Yeah. Maybe I forgot about it. I... Or at least the refinery deck. Oh, um, the deck. yeah. But this sounds like this is going to be a real functional play though. Right. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, I think the most exciting thing that they added is actually um, Reputation version 1. So they're adding the Reputation system. That means that um, now missions will remember that you completed them, and the mission chains are supposed to work, and they will work cross-patch. They they moved everything to essentially uh, a service, just like just like our uh, funds are right now, so that it's stored independent of the game and the server. Um, so that means, you know, I, I have a funny feeling personally. This is going to come into play because remember we've been waiting on this Arlington bounty mission, and they stopped talking about it. Right. I feel like this was the barrier for them implementing that mission. So, 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 what does it mean from a practical sense? In other words, if you take missions, and it, it, it's just daisy chaining them, or is it also you picking up and dropping was going to have consequences? So, so before it was very inconsistent in the sense that you go see Miles Eckhart, you take his first mission, you complete that mission, or you fail that mission, it didn't matter. The next mission you got was the same mission. And I don't recall because right. I stopped even trying to do them because it was so buggy like that. Um, I don't recall if, if you were in the same 
um, server instance at the same time and like you're just completing back to back. I think you could do that. But I think once you left or once there was any sort of change to the game state, then that progress was lost. Uh, now that progress is saved. So it allows them to continue to build upon mission chains. A lot of the AI have already had mission chains, um, but it just didn't necessarily um, remember them. Like I tried to do the Reco Battaglia chain and all she did was give me the first mission and only the first mission ever. Um, oh, is that the one in Hurston? Uh, she is in um, uh, Levski. Oh, Levski, okay. Yeah, there's actually three mission givers in Levski. Oh, not not anymore. Miles isn't there anymore. So that's pretty exciting and should be really interesting, and I do think it's going to have some impacts. Now, some of the other things that have changed... And, and they also, what's interesting is they called it reputation slash org service, which means um, persistence with your reputation within MPC organizations. Um, so we'll see what that means long term. Uh, the other notable change that they added was they, they're doing some planetary improvements in Stanton system. So um, they're, they did a more detailed global painting pass. Um, with consideration to climate data. So things like, you know, you, if you're on um, microtech and you're at the equator, if there's a warm spot at the equator, that warm spot follows the equator, doesn't, you know, turn into snow. Um, so that should be interesting too. Um, but there, that should be showcased some improvements across Hurston, microtech, um, as well as Yella, Selen, Damar, Walla, and Lyria. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh, so, so pretty what, exciting what's the stuff. timing of 312, do you think? Are we uh, by the end of the year. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually... They're usually on time with that one. They try to get it out before the holidays. The big problem, and I think we talked about this before, is um, sometimes they get it right, right before the holidays, and then there's no one there to fix yeah. yeah really horrible bugs so it tends to be a, it's usually a good patch but then it's usually like rough um a really rough patch to go through so you know should be good um now this week uh, it'll still be good but it sh could be you know buggy sorry i'm like I'm like thinking about the next thing while responding to myself um All right I'm now this me. week yeah, exactly. I'm in an elevator with my ship of Contanium, and the buttons aren't working. Oh, no. <laughs> where in the... Levski? Where are you? Levski. I'm in Levski. It's all right. That's, a, that's unusual. That, yeah. Those are usually... Well, like, hopefully your ship will get stored. Yeah. Um, now, this week's episodes, uh, we're going to get uh, an ISC. We're going to see a look at the new location for the IAE. And they said that they are going to also give us a look at a new ship being featured at the IAE. So really? could be the Nomad, could be the Perseus, or whatever uh, ends up being released. But we'll get a look at something. Or it could even be the Taurus, if that's the surprise ship. Yeah. Um, 
So that's exciting. Um, they're also for Star Citizen Live. It's going to be um, a Q and A with the AI team. So an actual substantive Q and A this week. Plus, we'll see three eleven dot one go live with the IAE uh, location in in live. So, uh, and and I'm imagining the Star Runner will be in that patch as well, since it's in three eleven dot one PTU. Gotcha. Uh, so that brings us to our favorite segment. Do you know what it is, Chekhov? It's all about science. For science. So, for those who haven't been listening, uh, for science is when we explore something we didn't name to test out purely in the name of science. So, uh... I know you said you haven't been playing much, Seaguard. Uh, did you happen to do anything for science this week? Uh, not really. Um, not really. I was uh, pretty quiet this week. Um, okay. Yeah, pretty much it. What about you, Mr. Chekhov? Well, this is an easy one for me. I was just trying to figure out if my rail gun can take down the Carrick. <laughs> and, it can't. Uh, it can't. <laughs> I figured out that it can't. I, Is that I my character you're referencing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You weren't even getting past my shields. All right. Well, I, I ran out of ammo. See, next time I'm going to stack up on ammo. So. Well, no, next time you should test the Animus missile launcher. Oh, okay. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What we should do is actually figure out how many rail guns it takes to take out a Carrick. That would be fun. I but could. our org might not be big enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we might need to enlist some help. Uh, we actually, I am curious what how a ballista would take care of a Carrick. I think it would take a lot, but I still think it might have an impact. Um, anything else, Chekhov, that you've done? No, there was really just not you know the usual no. stuff. I mean, for me, I've been testing pretty much the PTU. Um, so that sort of is is for science in a way. But also, uh, as people probably know, I've been having such a hard time with the rock lately. And so I, th- I thought now that I've fixed my character and got my character back, now it's time to try using the rock again since, since I've been having most of my problems with the um, Cuddy and the rock. And so... The other day I was taking my rock out and I was trying to, you know, rock mine. And first thing that happened was it was having a hard time picking up some of the rocks. And it definitely like it's the first time that I've experienced it wasn't doing a lot of picking up clumps of rocks like it used to. Um, So that was a little weird. And I don't know if it was intended or not or what, but there were some that just seemed like they were just stuck to the ground. I yeah, can still I, see them there. Yeah, I actually noticed the same thing. It almost seems like you just got to sort of stay there, zoomed into one single rock, and it just yeah. takes longer to scoop it up, right? Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and and, and so honestly, were... I don't even know how to aim. You know, some people say aim past it. Is it like a desync issue? I, I really, I'm clueless how to aim at, the, at these things. I mean, the hard part is it's um, it's hard to tell because it's inconsistent. So 
Sometimes you'll point at a cluster of rocks and the whole cluster gets pulled up and it's just fine. And other times you'll point at an individual rock and it feels like it's straining to try. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Now, that was a minor problem. Um, the major problem I had was I got back in my Carrick with it and got out of my rock, closed my Carrick door, went up to the pilot seat, um, took off, started flying, had my cruise control on, and then all of a sudden, um, the rock pulled me back into its seat Mm-mm. And I couldn't do anything. So I was like, oh, I'll kill myself. Um, even though from my past experience, once the rock becomes non-functional, it becomes non-functional. Um, so I held backspace and I didn't die. And I was like, well, I'm not dying. And then a few seconds later, my rock exploded from the self-destruct, um, oh. which was not in place in the rock before. So I wasn't even thinking that's still a thing. And the ground vehicles don't give you any notification. So you don't know it's happening. So my rock blew up. My Carrick blew up. Oh, that's great. I died. Yeah. So speaking of the the rock, so are we going to see any improvement in the upcoming patches uh, for, you know, with, with any of the rock play? Um, talk of it because I it's the, I haven't heard anything. The only thing that I know is that the mining interface is getting revamped, and I'm assuming that applies to the rock. Um, I would imagine they're going to continue to try and bug fix. Um, but yeah. who knows? How annoying is that whole sliding thing? I mean, that's also that's actually broken. fixed in PTU. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. They they fixed that, yeah. Um, supposedly, I haven't tested it, so I don't know. Oh yeah, see, I I haven't even gotten out of um, atmosphere yet. Now, granted, I've been just flying straight up in the air right now in my Star Runner, and I'm at seventy five percent hydrogen fuel. Oh, so you burn twenty five percent or so just kind of flying around easily. Um, yeah, so that's the only thing I really did for science. Uh, check off any other bugs of the week you want to talk about? Well, no. Besides, again, the back to the rock, the rock disappearing because that's the first time I experienced the despawn. So, uh, and I that despawn actually... bug is rough yeah. for people who experience it. It's, it's just, I mean, it's probably very frustrating. Well, yeah, it's extremely because you don't really know when it's coming. Like you said, I I thought it was all about the ships, not about the rock. But apparently, yeah. it's, I guess any vehicle. So um, no, that's uh, that's about the only major bug. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Still, I mean, what haunts me is this whole refueling, which is still, you know, for me, it's uh, uh, it's a little better, but it's still like sixty forty forty percent of the time. I cannot refuel or repair. Sure. That makes sense. Um, I mean, I don't typically have that problem. Like, maybe occasionally, but it's usually not my issue. Um, what about you, Seaguard? Have you experienced any weird bugs? Not really. Um, in fact, a lot of mine have been greatly reduced. I mean, I see... The only one I'm really seeing is I still see cockpit opening and closing on me in flight. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been dropped out of my ship um, lately, which is that frequently happens when I'm on a cargo run. The ship will despawn, leaving me in space. So I think that was the um, ship being impounded or um, you know uh, put back into storage prematurely. So I think that's good. Um, cargo, uh, like falling asleep on the bed, you know, in my bed and waking up on my ship has been working fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been doing pretty good. Um, just the, the vehicle despawning on a planet, you know, sometimes the mm-hmm. ship, but I think you said that's already been addressed. So I'll be yeah. happy with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's hoping. I, I haven't noticed any despawn issues in the PTU, but I don't know if that's just, I haven't noticed them in game either. So who knows? Uh, so now that brings us to the Q and a. Um, this week we only got questions via discord. Um, our first set of questions, cause people now apparently like to, to ask a bunch, uh, which is fine by me. Cause I like lots of questions. Uh, first come from Admiral Cody, um, who is our composer and next week's guest. Um, and so his first question is what's your favorite in game ship? or concept ship under a hundred dollars. What about you, Seaguard? Under a hundred dollars. Um, yeah, you know, under a hundred dollars, I'm a real big fan of the Auroras. Um, I think, uh, you, I just, you seem to love RSI in general. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I do. I, I like everything, but, um, I, I like the Aurora. I think it's a simple ship. Especially the Aurora LN. I mean, it's a capable little fighter. It's you know incredibly inexpensive. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it's just a, a much excluded ship from people's discussions. Lately, I've been flying also the the Mustangs. I'm, in fact, I'm flying a Mustang uh, Beta right now, and I I definitely like them. So. Okay, cool. Chekhov, what about you? I think I know the answer. Yeah, well, e- even if this ship was two hundred dollars, probably still gonna be my favorite. Is the Avenger? So yeah, I knew it. Yeah, that's a good that ship. Was an easy one. Hmm. It's funny because that's yeah. To me, it's 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 an interesting mix. There's so many ships that are similar. Um, it's so capable. Um, it's like, why would you get those other ships, right? Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a neat ship. Definitely neat. Actually, you know what I have to say? My favorite ship will always be the one that I can buy in-game, though. That's zero dollars. <laughs> 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 well, you're not like a lot of people. <laughs> I know. But you know what? That's good. It's important because, you know, it is a big, it's a big investment and... I would say it doesn't change your love of the, it, it doesn't reflect on your compassion for the game or your love for the game. Really. It's like, I just don't think it's makes sense to spend a ton of money on, you know, digital ships. Well, exactly. that, um, also, that ship well, has sailed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, for, for, it, it's that. And plus my, my, my wife would kill, kill me still having kids in college. So, yeah. uh, yeah. so that's, that's part of the issue. But uh, I also started the game where actually everything persists. So you guys yeah. much earlier 
where it didn't. So, and and I never thought I would keep buying them. I my first ship purchase was the Carrick, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I need a game package. So then I bought a package, and then I immediately upgraded my ship to the Avenger, and then I immediately upgraded the Avenger to the Cutlass, and then I thought I was done. Wait, and then when you got sorry, but when you got the the um, Carrick, didn't you get a loner? Yeah, but you still need a game package. The Carrick doesn't come with a game package. Oh, so even oh, it was okay, a standalone ship. Yeah, it was a standalone ship. Okay. Yeah, I got it at three fifty though, so I got the Carrick at a bargain. But that's interesting. So, but but that was your. In other words, you never played the game, right? And your first ship you're buying is a Carrick. Without ever flying anything, experiencing anything like uh, it's like to me, it's a little mind-boggling. Like, what made you do that? Because I it got me so excited for the potential of the game. Yeah, that oh. I was like, I saw this as like a Kickstarter campaign. Like, there's a good chance, there's a chance that this could fall through. But here's me investing in something that I think can become an amazing reality. And it's a ship that I think is really, really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, But then once I started playing the game, it started to get really hard to like, I would be like, Ooh, that ship's really cool. That ship's really cool. I should look at my buyback tokens. I bet I have almost every, not almost everything. That's, that's wrong. But I bet you, I have a couple ones that I even forgot I bought. Um, My favorite is the Argo. No, no, no. That's a lie. I do like the little Argo um, MPUV, but my favorite has got to be. Can, can anyone guess? Mustang. No. No. Um, Carrick. <laughs> I have no well, idea. Well, no. See, under a hundred. Under oh, under a hundred. Under a hundred, and I know. Oh. That, uh, it's the Pisces. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I love the Pisces. It's such a great little ship. It is. It um, is. You know, it has quite a bit of room for for a small ship. It has quite a bit of cargo for a small ship. It's fast. It's agile. It can pack a punch. Not a big one, but like I wouldn't want to get into a fight with it. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, next question. Uh, this is a great question from Cody. Uh, so Seaguard, you can answer first. What star system are you most interested in going to other than Pyro or mm-hmm. Sol? Um, I, you know, I really haven't thought about it. I haven't looked at the other systems too much. Yeah, that's um, a tough one. Maybe I would say Terra is the alternate capital. You took right? mine. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was Terra. just going to say that too because, yeah, so for me, it's not. It's not about the planets are cool. For me, it's going to the farthest place you can go to away from society and yeah. still find an outpost. That's my favorite place to go to. Like, yeah, I even try to get real jobs like at the Arctic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I will go live at the Arctic for a year under the ice for sure. You know, so. It's the opposite. Yeah. Me, maybe Terra if I had to pick a, pick a place. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like a utopia, so that's what really gets me. Um, no. Now, what would you? What? Where would your home base be? Like, where would you, if you could buy, 
like your home in the game, where would you put it? Um, I, you know, that's a tough one. Cause I talk about, I think about this all the time and I, I mention it to check off and I think maybe even you, but uh, I have multiple characters and I think there's yeah. a lot of strategy to enjoying the game by spreading out those characters or keeping them all together as one crew, right? You can, um, there's, there's, there's more to the game than just flying around the ship. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you do need someone who can access the black market a little bit. And I do think you need someone who's that steady traveler who goes from system to system. And then I think you need someone who's bankrolling your adventures in the game with all these, you know, building a, an industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think spreading out will be important. And, uh, I think one of mine will be right on the cusp of, of not crime, but right. He, he'll be a roguish character. Mm-hmm. Definitely flying my, my Drake ships. Another uh-huh. one will be the entrepreneur with, um, a lot of my business ships, and the origin ships as his main ships, and then yeah. uh, the foreman or the head of the of the industry ships will be my third character. Okay, yeah. which ones is, is your third character like the Reed character essentially? Well, I think yeah, I think all of them will be Reed right now, but I'll use them for different purposes or different yeah. parts. Like if you let's say we were to go to you know System X and the rogue happened to be closer. Well, for that for that purpose, I would bring his ships. You know, yeah. kind of limit myself to his his ship capabilities. Um, if I'm doing industry with the org, I would be using the industrial guy. Um, you know, uh, I probably will not risk too much the main character, who's the the wealthy funder of everybody, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so your patron. <laughs> Patron, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, what about you, Chekhov? Where would you want your home to be? I, so no one I, asked this. I decided to ask it. Yeah, I don't know the name. Well, no, first, where I would want to go, I would want to go look for the Tavarian. So, I had, uh, I've been catching up on the lore. So, and I thought it was really fascinating uh, what they did with that whole. Thing, and there's not that many of them left, and I'm not sure what planet they're still on, right? There's some on Terra. Um, the Tavarin are the most integrated into the UEE, so they sort of, which is ironic, and, and I wonder if like we'll see any sort of repercussions of this, but they sort of, you know, they lost the two wars and right. decided to integrate instead of... Um, you know, fight for sovereignty. Yeah, there are very um, few of them left, apparently. Yeah, they but they're both, like, Tavarin and Shion are both kind of warriors. So, um, but I would imagine that, I, I almost feel like the Tavarin are sort of like a like a, a mild analogy for, like, like, the Japanese in World War II. Yep. Where... Where, like, you know, during the war, we were sort of clearly enemies and, um, you know, the war ended, obviously, with a very horrible thing that the U.S. did twice. Um, But then, you know, 
the U.S. helped them rebuild, and and we actually became really, you know, strong uh, allies, nations together. So, yeah. oh, and I thought because they did the bonsai thing, well, I'm sorry, kamikaze thing, and dove from the sky. I mean, that's what makes me think of the Shrike and the, uh, the you know, the Talon in general, because you see those images and they're like headed right towards that ground, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that bunker or whatever it is. I'm yeah. like. That makes me think of kamikaze, although it's really just like a really powerful strike. Um, but as far as the homestead, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I guess I'm just kind of waiting to see what else. It's sort of it's hard to say without visualizing. I mean, I don't think the homesteads are going to be available on like our uh, corpse or or any of the corp owned planet, or or are they? Um. Well, the question is, what do you consider it? like a homestead sort of sounds like a, like an outpost, right? The way that yeah. they describe it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only place you can call home. You can have an apartment in game that you own. Right, right. So like I would, you know, definitely would like have one, let's say on Area 18, because it's like living in New York City, you know. So. But you could live in New York City. Uh, oh, right, right. Because we will have soul. <laughs> Yeah. And New York City is supposed to be really interesting, too. I I kind of feel like I would either do – I have three contenders right now, and it really depends. Um, one, I want it to be kind of like a fancy location. So if there's like a um, – if there's like a really fancy like kind of loft-style apartment that they make in-game, which they say there's like the halves of the first to, to come in, but they'll have other types of – um, you know, things to rent and or own. Um, I would either do Crusader. Um, obvious benefits being that it's really quick to get to atmosphere, but it's also a pretty beautiful planet. Or I would do New York on Seoul, um, which maybe I wouldn't necessarily do because that's where I live right now. <laughs> so... You know, that might be a little too close to home, uh, but we'll see. Um, especially since Earth is supposed to be quite um, polluted. And then um, last but not least, I think it, probably the most likely choice is somewhere on Terra. Uh, speaking um, Terra of Sol, what's the timing on Sol? We have no idea. But, but in the sequence-wise, is it like... After Pyro, or we don't know. No idea. Definitely after Pyro. Um, you know, the best guess I have is is um, you know Pyro's obviously the next most immediate. Uh, I would imagine at the same time we'll probably get Nix, um, and they'll pull Levski out of out of Stanton finally because Nix doesn't really require much work. I would imagine. And then we'll probably also get like Odin or some of the others that are in Squadron 42 once Squadron 42 is released. Um, I would imagine they won't show it before then because there may be visual spoilers. Um, but I'm under the assumption that Squadron 42 is going to be either released next year or close to release next year. Yeah. That's, um, that's my assumption. Who knows? Um, so uh, last question from Cody is any stories of wholesome interactions with strangers in the verse? Hmm. 
not not really. I've been pretty much out on my own uh, or with the group when I'm out. Haven't had any negative ones. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chekhov? Uh, actually, I do. When you guys are not around, so I play with this guy. He's a streamer, uh, dead, dead to rights. He's from New Jersey. And these guys just do only combat, right? Mm-hmm. So they really, really know their weapons. They know the loadouts. And I kind of hop on to join them. And, you know, that's really the only time. Oh, great. I just got a 30k and it was half. I did oh, too. I haven't even checked anything in the game in a while. <laughs> I did that, too. That's it. I'm going. I'm going to be to you. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of fun for me, it's like a change of pace, because these guys, you know, um, they're not like a org. I mean, probably every second word is you know cursing and yelling and screaming and lots of shooting, and it's all about PvP and all that. So. It's, you know, just kind of a t- totally sort of opposite of what we do read. But, again, mm. I get to practice my combat skills there. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't had many um, interactions with strangers in a while, um, just because we are so org-oriented, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, so don't... Uh, don't take it that way, hopefully. Um, but uh, I would say I have, I mean, I definitely have had positive interactions with people uh, in the game. And usually, uh, usually it's someone, you know, just trying to, to help or um, someone who's just like wants to check out your ship or something. Um but I am sort of fearful of people who do want to grieve because it happens, even though um, for the most part, the community is not too bad in that respect. Um, so that's the last of Cody's questions. Next set of questions come to us from Techno. Um, and he asks, uh, do you think Star Citizen will ever end or are you vested for life? Mm-hmm. Uh, Seagard, what do you think? Oh, I mean, it's going to end, but I do, you know, eventually. Um, But, I mean, I look at things like EVE and other, you know, know, games, and there's a demand for Star Citizen, Mm. right? There's a gap we can't can't find. Um, So I think think it's going to hold my interest for a long time. And I would gladly go out live with a, not a hundred percent solution, but let's say an eighty percent solution, knowing that you know releases are going to come along the way, which add, let's say, planets or regions or adventures. You know, <clears throat> so I see playing it for quite a while. Yeah. What about you, Chekhov? Yeah, I mean this this type of game. Uh, I would say it's going to evolve. I don't see why it would go away um there's absolutely no reason for it as as seeker mm. mentioned i mean eve has been around forever and and this certainly world of warcraft world of warcraft and uh, yeah and a whole a whole bunch of and plus the, the, this this game is so technology forward and as we know the you know, technology really 
uh, you know, multiplies in what is it? Uh, I want to say arithmetic progression or yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, the, this game is only going to keep on taking advantages of new tech and, and just keeps on improving. I mean, we don't have a VR in the game, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's, there's still ways to go. So I guess what, what techno meant and meaning and like, that's it goes live and just fizzles out completely. Uh, well, I mean, nothing lasts forever. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Mm. That's a tough question. I mean, if, if he's literally saying ever, you know, I would say it's got good, good, you know, 10 plus years still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with both. I think it's going to have some legs. Um, I'm my biggest concern is how are they going to monetize it, you know, post launch. Um, but I'm not too concerned with it. I think they'll find a way. If you see this community, they, you know, we're really invested in the game's success and we really want it to be the most amazing thing ever. So I'm not that concerned with it. It's just, um, you know, just something that I think about on occasion. Um, yeah, so his next, if you get a, if you think about it, if you get a hard hundred thousand hardcore players at ten dollars a month, I think after it's through its initial big you know, development, at that point is just maintenance. I think it definitely will survive just in that alone. I, yeah, and I yeah. also I also think that you know this this model once the assembly lines are built leads to other styles of similar games. Maybe it's a medieval focus where yeah. ships are Viking longships or you know, the armor is Roman armor, whatever it is, right? Um, yeah. I, I think he's going to make a lot of money. And to be honest with you, given his movie background, you know, he's done quite a bit of movie making. Um, that's how he knows all these actors. Uh, I could see this being used to make pretty darn good sci-fi movies yeah well and the other thing people say a lot is look um yeah he's building a game but also as a consequence of building a game he's also building a bunch of tools to build a game and so you know they could license the game engine um Exactly. Which could go a long way. Um, his next question from Techno is, what's your favorite ship and what do you like most about it? Seaguard? Uh, favorite ship? Um, uh, oh, boy, that's a tough one. I, I think that... Um, I want to say the Aurora again, but I'm not going to say the. Well, you know, I am going to say the Aurora. Uh, my favorite. Yeah, what's ship so is wrong Aurora. with that? Um, you know, given that I have you know, 200 foot long ships and or 200 meter long ships, and uh, I I think it's a favorite for me because when I first played the game and I could take off from a pad in the arena, you know, and I was nervous. I was like. This is like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. I'm a grown man, but I was actually nervous and felt that vastness of space. It was just enthralling to me that this, mm-hmm. you know, you're in this little ship that seems plausible. 
um, and you're going to go after the great white, you know, the great white void and do your thing. Uh, so I'm just I'm attached to the Auroras. Yeah, I mean it's it's a cool little ship. I don't particularly love it, but that's yeah. that's me. Everybody has a preference. Yeah. Um, what about you, Chekhov? What was the question again? I was missing. I was trying to get uh, it. What's your favorite ship in the game, and what's your favorite thing about you know what do you like so much about it? Oh, um, well, believe well, obviously it's the uh, again I say obviously it's the Prospector because I just like the mining game right now, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. it, it actually it works. It does what it's supposed to do, uh, but potentially it, it could be rock, but not now. Uh, but it's not a ship; it's a vehicle. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a it's a prospector. I don't uh, own a lot of ships. I I want. I really looking forward to probably owning my next heavy fighter, and that could become my favorite ship. But can't say that yet because I haven't had enough hands on, like the Hurricane or you know something like that. Okay. Um, I mean. I don't think I have to tell anyone what my favorite ship is. <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah. Now, do you uh, think it'll stay? Do you think it'll stay your favorite ship? I mean, it's the Carrick has been my favorite ship through and through. Um, there's something about it. Now, one, obviously, it's so far the best ship for the gameplay that I'm looking forward to the most. Um. Uh, number two, it sh- it really is a good, well-rounded ship. Right. Um, but I also really look forward to like actually having a crew. You know, like I fly it so much solo right now, uh, and part of it is I fly it a lot because I want to be so good at flying the ship because it's my preferred ship. Um, but. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything that's going to unseat it. Um, do you have the uh, Reclaimer? What's that? Do you have the Reclaimer? You know, I used to have the Reclaimer, but I got rid of it. Okay. Um, I do like the Reclaimer a lot, though. And I'll probably get it in-game. Because yeah. um, the one thing I do love about the game is there's so many options. Right. So I don't have to stick to one gameplay type. And especially, you know, like, I want to be able to as much as I love science and exploration and that's my area of expertise in the game right now, or will, will be, um, you know, I don't, I also sort of want to be a Swiss army knife to the group and be able to assist in any way, uh, that's needed. Um, so, you know, if that means you need someone to help, uh, salvage, then I'll do that. I did get the, um, I do have the, uh, vulture though. So I do have a salvage gotcha. ship. Yeah. I'm just, I'm amazed by the renting or by the reclaimer, by the, the feel of the ship, the interior, the dripping pipes and the yeah. puddles on the floor. To me, it's boy. And I, you know, me, I love to fly the bigger, the ship, the better, the clumsier and the harder to fly. Yeah. the better. So, I have to say, I don't love how clumsy it is, to be honest, or how clunky it is. It definitely but, is. <laughs> um, aesthetically, I love it. I I almost would rather, I would almost prefer to crew 
a reclaimer than to be the person who um, gotcha. is the the captain. Whereas I prefer to cap, I like I like the idea of captaining a Carrick. Right. Um, right. So I would say my second favorite ship, though, um, since everybody already knows my favorite ship, and the reason I like it is its versatility as well as its strength in, in science and exploration, um, is actually now the Star Runner. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's just a really well designed ship, and it, it evokes all kinds of feels. Um. So you know, I think it's pretty great. Um, and then, last but not least, Techno asks, "Have you ever had a moment in Star Citizen?" Um, I'm assuming he means a moment like, like a glorious oh my goodness moment like like a good moment you put it in quotes so i don't know if he means that or something else um but that's what i'm assuming um what what do you say have you had a moment absolutely that well sorry go ahead check off oh no i was just saying it was like a moment with like an npc or like a nature moment, like what kind of a moment? That's, that's what I don't know. Yeah, um, he didn't really define it too much. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you too. So the first one is you know that flight with the Aurora. That first flight with the Aurora, a little daunting, a little scary, and you know had to slap myself in the face and say, "You're, you're a grown man. It's a game. Get over it." <laughs> So yeah. the second one is I had always been a solo player. I really hadn't done a lot of group things. And that moment is when Chekhov and I had just kind of linked up. We had started playing on a regular basis before we met the group. <laughs> and uh, he had just gotten in my constellation for the first time. And I had my rover in it. And we're we're heading to somewhere. And uh, he goes, uh-oh. And I'm like, <laughs> what's uh-oh? He goes, I. I think I just opened the cargo bay and your rover fell out. <laughs> and that's when yeah. I realized, I really realized this is fun with another person. This is a lot yeah. more fun. So, but that was yeah, a it's day. more fun with another person. And I was exploring. I didn't know what anything yeah. was. I was just pressing buttons. Things start opening up and then, you know, yeah, that's true. Actually, I would agree with that. My My moments were like, even though, I mean, the game is gorgeous and we have all these, the sunsets and, and the water and the this, everything is constantly, and the dents on the wall, everything is amazing. But I have to say the moment that was hilarious to me when Netmage was running around like little Nicky. That was a moment. <laughs> My brothers hit me in the face with a <laughs> shovel. Uh, no. Yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> um, I would say the the moment that I had was um was that one time where oh, I can't remember what what the location is. Um. What is it called? It's called um, somewhere on Selen, but it's one of the few places that doesn't have an armistice zone. 
Um, oh, I remember this. Tram and Myers or yeah, something like okay. that. <clears throat> yeah. And I was, you know, loading up my Carrick. And it was at a particular patch when um, the subscribership of the month was the Avenger Warlock. Yeah. And uh, it was also at the time the EMP was overpowered. And this guy and a group of his friends, I had a full ship, full cargo. And he kept hitting me with the EMP and they were like, you know, then hitting me with missiles, then EMPing me. And finally my ship just like fell out of the sky and I exploded and died. And I remember that moment because then everyone came to help, help me go back there and get more cargo but instead it ended up being uh my death was avenged and we got into like these little skirmishes with this other org that is hyper trained um and it was really fun we had we had a uh partially crude hammerhead that also fell out of the sky because they hit us with the emp (laughs) but i just found all we were doing was laughing and it was like every time someone came on they were like i'm on your server and we're like oh my god you got to come to tram and myers immediately Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun. That was fun, night. So, um, next que- set of questions come from our Spaniard friend Mavros, uh, Seth Mavros, who um, asks to everyone. Um, he said, "One question for all. One question to find them. One question to bring them all and in the darkness." Ah, uh, sorry. Um, he said, mm-hmm. so the question for all of you, Rings once I wrote, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've heard this before. Um, once pyro is ready, um, you know, it, he anticipates that, uh, the next set of systems will probably be more frequently added and, and, uh, we'll start to see sort of a exponential addition. Is there any information or leak as to what's coming next? Um, any guesses? His guess is that it'd be Terra, since according to the ARC star map, um, both Stanton and Pyro share jump points with Terra. Uh, what do you think, Seagard? I think he's. Uh, I think he's on to something. Um, I actually um, believe it'll be stuff that's tied to Squadron Forty Two, if not Terra. That's a. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I would say assumption on his part. But I would mm. say Squadron 42 is going to bring in several. Whether we can get to them is another question, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a Terra and, and when, probably a good, that's probably not a bad assumption. Yeah. What do you think, Chekhov? He's probably right, but I'd like to see Saul, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I think Saul's going to be further out, just guessing. I think Terra is a good guess also because we've seen – We've seen how many pictures of Terra now. Um, they they actually had worked on it years and years ago now, and was what they walked us through um, Terra in a video of sort of like previs stuff. Um, I think it's so- sooner rather than later when you think of all the systems. I have a feeling Saul is going to come 
in a while. And I think because the whole scaled down thing and, and they probably have to answer some questions like, what if you try to fly over Kentucky? You know, mm-hmm. like what is earth looking like outside of the major cities? Plus they have three landing zones on Seoul. Um, so that, you know, earth has three landing zones. Mars has a landing zone. Um, I can't recall where else, but they have a lot of landing zones there. So that's going to be hard. But even even so, like once Earth is in, landing zones are New York, uh, Shanghai, and Russia. Yeah, interesting. Um, Moscow, yeah. So that's yeah. going to be That's what I can't tough. wait for. Fly over Kremlin. Wait, not Shanghai, Hong Kong. Yeah. I would... Right? Yeah, I think it is Hong Kong. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess okay. it's mine. I think it is Hong Kong. Yeah, I would. I would but, like to see a completely barren um, solar system. Not not a new one, but you know, one with a very limited presence. Um, yeah, I think another good guess is actually Lear, um, because you know we already we already went to Lear in one of the videos. Um, the doctor is in is a location that actually has a fully built layer three. It just, you can't leave, uh, the, the star Marine location. Um, so they did say that that's a whole planet when you're playing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lear is probably a good early, you know, probably if not next year, then, then maybe 2022 early on. But I think that's soon to come. Like I said, um, Nix is, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if Nix showed up um, with Pyro because they might want to move the systems quickly and, and Nix probably doesn't require a lot of work. Um, but who knows? Um, but, right. yeah, we'll see. And then, like we said, Odin is probably soon to come, uh, depending on when Squadron 42 comes out. You know, what... Um, uh... One question: What planet? Is, what system is Levski in? That's Nix. It is, because mm-hmm. it would make yep. sense that you would have a fully developed start point in your next system. Yeah, that could be the reason they're using. Well, I just thinking of maybe it's. And I believe Nix, if Levski. I'm not mistaken, I think Pyro has a. <clears throat> I think Pyro has a jump point to Nix, if I'm not mistaken. I'm actually looking at the star map. Um, so that was the that was the only question that Mavros had. Our our other European friend Georgie from Greece asks. Um, let's see. He's repeating this question. I think he asked this a couple of weeks ago, um, but repeated it because we didn't really quite answer it <laughs> to his satisfaction. Um, what quality of life improvements would you like to see? And he, he said, by that, I don't mean any new module or game mechanic. I mean small improvements that would make your life easier in game. For example, I'd like to be able to call for landing by pressing only one button, not roam through the comms tab. And I would like to zoom in and look at stuff on the, on the ship without, uh, at the same time, it's scrolling through the MFDs. Uh, what about you, Seagard? Go to go to check up. Let me think for a second. Let me think. Well, George just hit on probably the two that I would love to have that calling 
uh, calling for uh, landing with what button, 100% would be mm -hmm. number one improvement for me. Um, the I, I find it also, and I don't know what they want to do about it, but that whole mechanic around having to do F and scroll in and then, you know, while, you know, you're trying to maneuver or while you're in the, you know, dogfight, yeah, that becomes real difficult. So definitely improving, I guess, the whole, um, you know, uh, controls, you know, the MFD controls while you're in flight, uh, mm -hmm. especially when you're, when you're in, involved in, you know, combat or, or something that really requires your full attention. So, yeah, probably it's the same as for him almost, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, they're good ones for sure. I definitely want the, um, I, I actually don't care if the MFDs, if I have to use the MFDs or my Mobi to go through for the, um, uh, the comms, I would just prefer that the comms stop showing up at the bottom and that they show up, uh, you know, near the top. Um, by the way, Nix does have a jump point to pyro for those who okay. are wondering. Yeah. So it's, it's likely that if it's not with pyro, then it'll be soon after. And Nix only has, a few barren planets, and then it has the planetoid Delamar, as well as an asteroid ring. So, oh. and I don't, th I think Delamar is the only landing zone. Yeah, it is. Uh, it also has a bunch of jump points out to other places. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize how many jump points it has. It that has could be that's five a, or six. That leads me to think it's going to be there. Um, yeah. that'll be I mean, it's it'll be soon, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and especially because the planets are barren. I would say the other, I mean, I thought this is what we talked about, and I would have considered this a quality of life improvement, but I'm looking forward to the star map uh, coming back uh, or, or being refactored. Um, and like that, I think we were talking about this last night in, in game, I'm really looking forward to some sort of landing assistance, you know, on the radar, which they mentioned a few weeks ago. So, you know, I really want that to, to come through. Because um, that should be really interesting. Yeah, and I think another really important quality of life improvement is we really need to get some decent food and drinks here. And, you know, at my age, I can't be eating these hot dogs and burritos and <laughs> with soda. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but in game you have a six pack. That's right. Well, in I life I have a leader. I have no six pack. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a keg. That's me. In real life. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> I was thinking along those lines. I was actually. Um, so for me, I think the improvements um, for usability of the ships, I would definitely like to see a a landing uh, system like a camera that mm -hmm. you know that sits in the middle of the ship that focuses you know down, and you could lock it to the center of the landing pad and then fly to that point um, yeah. by looking at a monitor because I just don't think it's you know, I hate going to the external view if I have to. Right. I, yeah, me too. Right. I, I hate that. I prefer the idea of not doing that unless I'm trying to like get some kind of photography or I'm bored. Yeah. And and then the second one is I'd like to be able to 
bring up stores on the ship. So it could bring up, you know, extra ammo, food, supplies, yeah. and, and actually, you know, drink from a coffee cup and hydrate myself or, you know, things like that mm-hmm. <clears throat> to extend my voyages so I don't have to go out quite as long. Um, yeah. And then for mining, it would be the uh, the ability to offload my cargo to someone else so I don't have to run back every time and sell it. So Yeah. Yeah. I would say just to comment on on the thing that you mentioned, the landing piece they 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 specifically said wouldn't likely be a camera but would be like what we used to have with the radar. Okay. Um so it would be some sort of UI element uh, and they did say it was going to come after after they moved the radar globe um over to building blocks. Okay. That's good. Um, which it sounds like they're doing early work on. So, right. you know, I, I'm hopeful that we're going to see that and a and an updated star map. Even just the Moby Glass being a little less funky, because it does some weird things, just visual bugs and all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to that kind of stuff. Um, so those are all the questions for this week. If you do want to submit questions, uh, you can do so by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. That's R-E-E-D-C-A-S-T-S-C at gmail.com. You can also submit a voice message through Anchor. Um, Nobody ever does that, um, so maybe we'll get some next week. Um, And then also on our Readcast Discord, which uh, links to the Discord are found in the show notes. Uh, Don't forget, if you are looking for that special org out there, um, you know, take a look at Reed. We are focused on research and engineering through exploration and discovery. <gasps> look at that, an acronym. Um, <laughs> but we're also kind of a fun group of law-abiding star citizens. Uh, this week, actually, if you are thinking about joining uh, an org, uh, Reed is hosting a, what we're calling ReedCon, which is coinciding with IAE. I don't have all the details, but what what it will include is events every single night um, this weekend, starting Friday, all the way through Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, So that should be really interesting. If you're thinking about joining an org, uh, take a look at us, uh, pop into the the org page on Star Citizen, link up with us. You could check out the event. It'll give you a good chance to meet some of the people in the org. Uh, although you've probably heard many of them disembodied via voice uh, at this point. Um, also, just to talk read, 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 read again, um, you know, we have other content creators in the org. Uh, so if you're interested in great video content, we have Earth, spelled O Earth. Um, he does a lot of great practical content, including a new uh, a series that he's been doing for a while, which is 10 Days on Microtech and all the things that you can do just staying in Microtech. Um, and it's surrounding moons. Uh, there's Nets Mage, who has really short, um, great, snappy videos. He does a lot of weapons testing and just kind of fun stuff in game. Um, or you could listen to the music that Admiral Cody and uh, Calibri have been creating, uh, which are also featured as part of the show. Um, Cody will actually be here next week. So you, if you have any questions for him, um, you know, don't forget to ask them. Uh, so that wraps it up for this episode of Readcast. Seaguard, thank you so much for joining us again. It was great having you. Oh, glad to be yeah, here. It was thank fun. you, Seaguard. 
we did pretty good from having starting the show and saying to each other, "Oh, we don't have much to talk about." <laughs> with, with some, yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. probably our second longest episode at the. Well, no, we had to split one and two, so it's not our second longest. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, it's a wrap. Thank you. Yeah. All. Thanks. I won't touch the mon or the screen. <laughs> <laughs>